together. There's a reason why they watch all night long. Yeah, I know we'll turn hands forever. So tonight I'm gonna show you all. Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And today we have a podcasting special. We are covering the Podspectus. <laughs> I like that you put so much effort into that. That's it's a play. It's a play on words. I think it was uh, Supercoach Bull. So shout out to you, mate. I think it was him that came up with it. I thought it was quite clever. Yeah, so, very clever. Look, I bought the... Um, the Podspectus, <laughs> Prospectus, a um, lot of pages to sort of read through. Look, we're just going to pull out a few interesting bits and pieces that we noticed. Yeah, um, just some quirky facts that we found that may help you or influence you this year in uh, choosing your team. So Yeah, so if you didn't buy it, you can just have a bit of a listen. We'll throw out a few things that and how we interpret those quickly. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be a long podcast and, you know, we're not going to tell you that, you know, Dangerfield's good or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they get a lot of ball. Because the obvious ones when just, it, there's no much point in doing that. Um, yep. And we, we're going to try and focus on players that are somewhat super coach relevant or completely irrelevant um, for different reasons. Um, try and make a bit of fun out of it as well. Yep, that sounds good. So, look, first things first, you can find us on Twitter. We are SC underscore insider underscore mm-hmm. and uh, facebook.com forward slash SC insider. So, appreciate all the support. Yeah, and we've had a lot of it this week, guys. Um, it's been amazing. Yeah. Blown away. Like um, this, this is a passion for us. Like, we, we do work, we do other things, and, you know, like, we do a lot of yeah, reading and stuff. we do have jobs. We but. do, yeah, <laughs> and we do a lot of stuff in the meantime. But, you know, 271 likes, I think, on, on Twitter. Yep. And um, on we, the we've doubled our Yeah, we've doubled our Facebook as well, which is fantastic. So Appreciate it. Um, which is always good. And uh, what the, the most amazing thing was uh, our, our listens on uh, SoundCloud have uh, risen to... 2,801. Yep, up from like 670 a week and a day ago. So, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. So that's almost four times the amount, which is just crazy. Well, I, I don't think we thought that we would be... Yep. Although I think we have stood on a couple of people's toes, Chris. <laughs> yes. I think uh, uh, we, we had one bad review. <laughs> I don't know if they were uh, drunk, lonely, or they just preferred their own voice. Um, <laughs> but I, I have a theory. Uh, maybe I think um, you, we did step on some toes. Maybe Lockie Whitfield. Yep, 100% Lockie's may, upset may, about... Maybe did a couple lines and thought, you know what, I'm going to give these guys a bad he's, review. He's literally at Lambert's house right now, if you want to check it out. It, it couldn't be Scully. He's still running away from Melbourne. <laughs> so true. it couldn't That's be true. Scully. Uh, yeah, we had one person do a one-star review on our iTunes um, uh, podcast feed, which I thought was just pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't leave a comment. So, look, if it's out, you if it's, if you're that person and you're out there and you actually are still listening, well, if it's that person, why why would you listen yeah, again? That's true. <laughs> we apologise and we hope that we can help you in the future. Yeah, look, I mean, it, we have different opinions. We understand that, but if you don't like it, won't you? You know, record your own thoughts and then <laughs> take your own advice. That'd be great. <laughs> Get a, get a hate page against yeah. the <laughs> your, I don't know. A hate page against yourself, whoever you are. <laughs> um, now, a big shout out again to our um, our most regular listeners. Um, so one of them actually came to us on uh, on Twitter the other day and announced himself. Yeah, it's it was, me, <laughs> user 7946489. No, it's uh, user 5113172. Yeah, uh, now yeah. the most uh, active listener. We know who you are. It's uh, <laughs> his name's Josh and uh, nice guy. No, he is forever known as user seven four three nine six two eight. Heath Kingham's up there again. E E A B L G E A Belg E Belg. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce that. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, appreciate it. Um, Jesse Everlasting Everlasting Ham. That's a for for a start. Amazing, amazing name. She must have one of those handbags with a <laughs> yeah. bit of vinegar. It's, <laughs> it's everlasting. It's everlasting. It's like that everlasting pack of Tim Tams, except it's ham. 
We have gone international as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we've had quite a few. So I know last time we made a bit of fun being like, you know, in America and this and the other, but it was, it was uh, quite a few. Yeah. We've now got 80, from the, 80 listens from the States. Some United Kingdom. Qatar. Ku- Kuwait, Japan, Ku- France. <laughs> So uh, internationally, I, I'm, maybe that's just people with VPNs. I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm um, not entirely sure either. <laughs> Although I did have uh, one lady comment me going, "I listen to your SoundCloud and your music is amazing. Do you want a record label?" <laughs> uh, that's that, that's not what she's wanting. <laughs> no, that is not what she's wanting. She but look, wants a green card. <laughs> I think she didn't even listen, to be honest. <laughs> no Just way. the introduction. Wow, that sounds like it's record quality. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, Jason Derulo. Yeah, hello here. Friday. <laughs> that should really go around the world. All right. <laughs> Look, uh, anyway, I really do appreciate it. We've been having fun with it. Let's get into it. We'll cover Adelaide first. Uh, Adelaide, according to Champion Data, have the eighth hardest draw. Uh, so that's how we're pretty much going to categorise these teams. One thing that we found interesting is uh, Hugh Greenwood. I know we... We weren't that. Oh, I mean, we weren't so keen on him nah, so especially much. With Gibbs coming in, thought that yeah, thought he may maybe have a maybe role. his role would yeah. change. But looking at yeah the stats from this, I mean, he's number one in the comp for pressure points per hundred minutes, which is insane. Uh, and he's an inside beast, which I didn't realize. Sixty-two percent of his possessions actually came from a contest, which is the highest percentage of all the mids to average at least fifteen disposals. So you, I can't imagine them uh, saying to Hugh Greenwood, "Hey, you've had this amazing year." And you've broken out for the club, uh, but we've got another guy here. So can you just like take a back seat? Yep. Doesn't seem that likely now. So. Correct, and I believe he's now back from injury, so or getting close to. So Andy uh, was twelfth in the comp for uh, pre-clearance tackles. So he's that's pressure that's tackles. Yeah. Yep, I think he he's actually now in draft definitely anyway. relevant. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely draft relevant for sure. See how quick you can change your mind. It's just like a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change our team for the eight hundredth time. Yes. <laughs> oh, not like some people I've seen on Twitter. They keep, yeah. What about this team? What about this team, Chris? <laughs> Um, no, it's look, it's all, it's all fun. Uh, so Laird is the next one. He's only one of two general defenders to rate elite for disposals, contested possessions, uncontested possessions, and intercept possessions. Yeah. Uh, so he, and he has a win rate of 56% in these defensive one-on-ones, which is the second best. Yeah, I mean, look, he should be in most people's team, I think. And um, well, We've had that morning. debate already. Yeah, so Hurley, uh, Hurley injured his wrist again this morning. He's going to injure everything every week, so I just don't know why you have him. So. Yeah, so basically... <laughs> well, no, that's, he, it's just he, a big debate at the moment. So now he's going to hurl himself hurl. into the emergency ward. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's never played a full season. Like, he's played 20 games in a season twice. He's played 19 games once or something, rather, and then, like, 16, 16. Nah, I think, anyway. Oh, look, I think... I hope he does well. Yeah, I hope he does well. Uh, look, I'd like to see him... Um, average that consistently. I just don't think it's on the cards quite per se this year. Anyway, um, Sloan. So uh, one of the great things about Sloan, he is the best center bounce attendance differential of the top 100 attendees. So he gets more clearances than anyone uh, from the top 100 people that actually go in there. Um, in six games that he was tagged, he actually averaged 17.5 disposals compared to 27.5 when he was free. So that's so, ten. That's ten different, Chris. If huge. my math is correct. Yeah, that well, that's that's that that's massive. So it means you know, if he's getting tagged, you, you pretty much can't run him. You know, yep. If he's consistently getting tagged, um, which so, I think he will be this year. Do you think that uh, I think he, this is an option that they might tag him a little bit instead? Or look, I think he might he might have a good year under contract. It seems to be like Dustin and Kelly you just perform. So and uh, look, if you have had a prospectus before, you know they usually have some little comments. So we try to pick out a few. 
uh, comments that are funny or they were pun worthy uh, or you know pun cringing. I guess you could say <laughs> yes. there, there wasn't much so, for there wasn't so much basically mainly what you say. Well, that's why I buy the book, <laughs> mate, just to just to read some puns. Um, but look, you know, so there wasn't much to note here except they said you know you can't pick a bad crouch, which I thought was you know very uh, relevant. Yeah, both the crouches seem to be not bad picks, especially in draft. Yep. Um, I think Brad has breakout potential, but we'll just have to wait and see. I think it depends Correct. on his role. So we're moving on to Brisbane. They have the seventh easiest draw. So not too bad, kind of getting towards the middle of the road. Uh, first person to note, Harris Andrews. We both think he could really improve this year. I've heard uh, Luke Hodges already uh, being really uh, beneficial for him as a mentor. Uh, but he won 40% of his one-on-ones, which is the third best percentage of the top 30 to defend a contest. Yeah, I actually see him as that Michael Hurley type um, or Alex Rance type defender who uh, can take intercept possessions. He does win one-on-ones, but he also uses the ball quite well as well. Yeah, so um, whether it's this year or whether it's another year, you yeah, know, please... Just watch out for him. In the, it may not be this year, but... Um, watch out for his progress as a, Please as a wait. defender. Uh, ben Keys. Uh, so he was actually an elite midfielder as a junior. Um, so I was big on him and I was like really happy that the uh, prospectus was as well. Averaged 28 disposals in the NEF AFL. Uh, third most champion data ranking points of any AFL listed player to play at least 10 games. But so that's all positive. Needful, but still. Yeah, correct. So there is, <laughs> there, and there is opportunity that the Lions, the problem is he's a horrible kick. Uh, so he has a kick rating of minus 10.2, uh, which is the second worst of any general forward to play double figures. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if that's because he's just playing at the Lions or if that's because he's actually a terrible kick. I think, he, yeah. But so look, they, the Lions had their um, practice match, a bit of an intra-club yesterday. Um, I end up sort of sending a tweet out just to sort of see how he went. Apparently Matheson looks best 22, which I thought was very promising. Um, you also look at McCluggage, apparently is dominating as well in the midfield. Yeah, so he's got elite talent. Yeah, but, and Keyes was in there, but apparently he looked like the decision-making wasn't as quick and disposal wasn't as great. And I was like, well, he doesn't have a great disposal, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay, so Steph Mutton, I thought was interesting. Uh, 14 more score assists than any other ruck to play uh, since 2015. Yep. Yep, and he's the number one for clearance disposals and contested possessions. So he has 50 more clearances than any other ruck. And that makes sense. I mean, he's really good second and third efforts. If you watch anything, uh, any games with Steph Martin or the Lions, um, his follow-up work is insane. You know, yep. he's very similar to Mumford in the way that he does really just go after the ball. He gets tackles, he gets possessions, and gets clearances, as well as those hit-outs. So. so, Chris, if I was to say that one of the Lions players could be cut off your watch list, <laughs> who would I be referring to? I don't even want to go there. That's so bad. Uh, it's Tom Cutler, of course. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy the Cutler. What, what do you think about Cutler? Do you think he, like you had you were big raps on him last year, weren't you? I was big raps on him, and then yeah. I uh, went to pop. So he's horrible. <laughs> um, look, this one's probably more cringeworthy. Daniel Mix Day. Uh, the prospectus is like, you know, Mix Day away. Which yeah, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he should have got himself a two dollar cheeseburger. <laughs> um, all right, it's Carlton next, Chris. Yeah, so look, um, I mean, I think everyone's in a, in a greens that Cripps is an absolute jet, but just to highlight how good he is, only JPK has had more pre-clearance contested possessions and disposals since 2015. That's insane for a player that, I think he was drafted in 2014, wasn't he? Yep. I think his, se- his second year out, Something he, like that. he set the record for most clearances by a uh, uh, first year mid as well, which is just insane. Um, he's also, unfortunately, third worst shot at goal accuracy from the top 140 shot takers since 2015 as well. So oh, it's because he's got a bad knee. <laughs> I just, I'd like to. I mean, look, he's going to be that sort of player because of his height, because of his strength. He can take a grab. He's going to push forward. I mean, he he can 
convert those instead of kick points. No, he needs to watch Forrest Gump and free those legs, my friend. Yes, run, Forrest. <laughs> um, now, Cruiser, um, he's the only Ruckman uh, elite for disposals, contested possessions, clearances, and tackles, but he's also uh, the second worst kick rating of any player with at least 100 kicks in the AFL. Um, so that doesn't bode well. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, yeah, he's pretty much like dropping it from a bridge down to the concrete. <laughs> it's true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's the air up there, Cruiser? <laughs> Um, now, uh, getting on to um, someone that we both think can yeah, break out. this is this a year. very interesting one. Um, so Darcy Lang, um, who was obviously picked 16 in a 2013 draft, um, over to Geelong and just come over to the Blues. Um, he was a ball-winning inside mid as a junior, but he only played 18% mid-time at Geelong. But he also has elite disposable efficiency of 78%. So... If he gets a role in midfield, he has got huge upside. Yep. So I know he's coming back from injury, so it's kind of a you know one of those ones you might have to wait for him a little bit. Yep. Um, but at least even well standard, I don't know how much he is. He might be a little bit more expensive. But if he does get on a massive role when he does play, but for draft he could be a good yeah. late pick I'd also, on the I mean, bench. Watch the JLT. He could be the one that um, competes with say a, a Jaeger O'Meara for that sort of mid price. Yep. Um, that's going to explode this year. I'm really uh, excited to watch him in the JLT and see how he goes. Yep, and they did agree with you, Charlie Kernow. They called him the modern day Cuda. Yes, well, he, um, he is. And um, Angus possibly better looking though. <laughs> and if you're thinking about getting Angus Schumacher, the prospector says nine nine nine. Do not. Oh do not God. do it. These puns are terrible. They I, are. Po- I There's apologize a couple of good on ones. behalf of the AFL. Yes. <laughs> who, write, who writes these books? Anyway, but um, look, Collingwood will move into... They have the easiest draw because I think uh, Eddie Maguire has slipped a few things to the AFL. <laughs> Whatever. Like, there is this big conspiracy that Collingwood never travels. They travel just as much as every other team in Victoria, mate. Sure. They do. Mr. Easiest draw in the <laughs> AFL. That's I what think, happens when you're 13. I think the they're league, like, mate. you know what? Collingwood hasn't been in the finals for a while. Let's give you the easiest draw they and just more, slip you into the eight. Everyone makes more money. It's fine. Yes, right. <laughs> right. So, well, let's go to one person that was impressive last year. Came over from GWS, Mr. Will Hoskin Elliott. Yeah, and I think this is an interesting stat because, uh, to me, I think he's got brilliant skills, but apparently not. Yep. So, when kicking into the forward 50, only 15% of his kicks actually resulted in a mark, which is cringeworthy. Not yeah. as cringeworthy as Bren, uh, Brayden Maynard, yeah, who right. has he has the fifth worst disposal per turnover rate of the top 250 disposal winners. Which is insane, because I always thought that he was a fairly elite kick yep. um, in defence. So how that works him, so. is, is that if you know if you have 10 disposals and then butcher the ball, then that's your sort of rate, whereas he has the fifth worst disposal turno- per turnover rate. Yeah, that's scary. So give him and the, they want to give, put him in the midfield. Give him the ball enough times and they'll think he's true. Maybe he needs <laughs> to play in the forward pocket where he can't damage anything. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, Adam Trelaw yep. actually tweeted uh, the Brisbane guys with keys. I was saying maybe he needs to find the Trelaw handball more often. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, he handballs more than he kicks because he knows what's good for him. Um, kicking efficiency, though, was 48%. That's insanely low. Interestingly, he's the only top 50 disposal winner to go under 50% kicking accuracy. Yeah, well... I mean, so, I think everyone could see that he was just butchering it left, right, and centre yeah. last year. Hopefully, so with those say, new two-way boots, maybe yeah, they yeah, we gave him to him. Right? Maybe the laces are out. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe Trelaw's the one that, that gave us the bad review. <laughs> the 
actually, that would make much yeah. more sense. Sorry, sorry, Adam. <laughs> yes, first name basis. Yeah, I love Kevin Durant. That's cool. <laughs> uh, and here's probably a good one. So, Tim Broomhead, you can sweep this name under the rug. You won't need him. I actually think Broomhead's a really good player, but again, he's just never really shown at an AFL level. Right. Um, just, yeah. I think he's got some scope to develop. Yeah, for his three fans out there. Yeah, I mean, it's got, which is one less than North Melbourne. <laughs> Oh, wow. Sorry. Now, um, getting into Essendon. Um, so they've got a middle difficulty draw. Um, it's a bit, yeah, yeah, they're not easier. The they're not harder. They're pretty much middle of the road, which is yeah. um, like, like an airport. They were 15th in the comp for um, conceded repeated entries um, and 15th for initial sorry it's, for initial inside 50 after seven centre bounce clearances. So, yeah, so they can see pretty much from a centre bounce, they conceded an inside 50 into their forward line. And if it went back out, they were also 15th for allowing the ball to go back in, which I think is a horrible stat. Pretty bad. Um, and look, uh, I suppose a lot of their drafting has uh, tried to address those with you know, getting Saad back into the back line and um, you know, all the movement around their midfield as well. Maybe it was Brendan Goddard, Chris. <laughs> I mean, he comes in and splashes those pretzels around. You know what I mean? Maybe it was him. We said he's going to go down this year. We were very adamant that he's going to go down. He's like, I will not go down. He is an angry man. These pretzels will go down. He's He's an angry man. He's the one. That makes more sense. So, Brendan Goddard, he increased his centre bounce attendances by 10% up from 2016. Why would you put him in there more? I don't know. But he recorded a horrible centre bounce attendance differential, the second worst out of the top 100 attendees in the comp. Yeah, so he had more mid, um, more centre bounce attendances, but was the worst at clearing the ball. Yep. So yeah, don't pick Brendan. <laughs> He's not going to be in the midfield this year. No way. And Brendan, if you're out there, don't give us another review, please. Yeah. Um, Andy McGrath rated below average for meters gained, um, and he was very defensive minded, but he was elite in the juniors for meters gained. So definitely a lot of scope for improvement there. Um, he was also third at the TAC Cup for clearances. So. Um, there is a, a, a big rumour mill at the moment that he will be playing a lot of mid-time this year. If he gets that mid-time, it can convert into points. So really excited to see what he can do. Yep, so today when they had the intra-club, he didn't start in the midfield, but he definitely worked his way in there. I think when he once he got on the inside, he got the first two centre-bounce clearances, and he did look quite impressive. He wow. even pushed back and got a few sort of like spoils and marks and a few things. He did look impressive. I think he looked right at home. Do you think he's going to be... I mean, the problem is he's uh, his defender... But um, do you think he's going to be able to average top 10? Because you can't pick him unless it's top 10. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's more draft relevant. But one person I do think that could go draft 10 who did also play today. He started in the centre square, got the first clearance of the day, so I tweeted that out. I was very excited. Devin Smith. Nice. Uh, he, was, he was a permanent sort of fixture in that midfield, which I was a bit sceptical, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. But straight after that, I kind of... Yeah, had some lunch and hopped on my super coach and thought, you know, I've got to get this guy on my well, side. Well, I think, look, uh, I think everyone was on the same impression that the reason why he left GWS was mainly because he wanted to play midfield and couldn't bust into the midfield there. So he wanted to go to a club where they were going to play in the midfield. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know, part in his contract that he must pay X amount in midfield. So, um, but elite for disposals, um, contested possessions and clearances. But if you go back to the earlier days, right? So, you know, how everyone's talking about Jack Higgins or you know, how yep. great he is coming up and how he has all these ranking points. Uh, Devin Smith's actually fourth of mm-hmm. like ever on that list. So you have Higgins, then you have Rocky, then you have side bottom, and then you have Devin Smith, which means that in his younger days, when he was actually just playing in that role that he likes to play in, he was tailing up. Yeah. And I think that that uh, should be a trend to continue. Definitely on my watch radar for the JLT, even more so now. I'm trying to work out a way to get him into my team for lob. 
Um, but I, I don't necessarily have the cash at the moment, so uh, we'll see how we go. But um, definitely watch him. He's only like thirty five grand. Find the money, Chris. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's thirty five thousand. <laughs> <Yeah>. I have. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jake Long. It's pretty standard. He's a long way from having an impact. You would, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good one. Uh, n- nice little uh, fizzle on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was really well played. <laughs> Said no one ever. Uh, Freeman will actually have the hardest draw in 2018, Chris. Well, it's not going to matter because they're all going to be playing defensive football. Anyway. Well, I saw the. Um, I don't know if ever, anyone's seen some of the. You know how uh, they released some stats saying this is how many games they should have won. This is how many games they did win. Fremantle should have only won like 5.2 games this year, but they won eight or nine or whatever it was. Yeah, so, they won them early too. Yeah, and they're, yeah. so realistically, they're going down. Uh, they have the hardest draw. Which that's pretty hard to do, considering that you did horrible for the season and yeah. they've given you the hardest draw. Um, but look, you know, Connor Blakely, Chris. Yeah, we. Um, uh, I watched a video this morning um, interviewing Connor Blakely after their intra club as well, um, and Connor came out and said that he'll be mainly playing defence, pushing into midfield, as opposed to midfield pushing into defence. Um, so it's pretty much ruling a line through him, especially for standard. But I would still take a pun on him late uh, as a late pick in the draft. Um, but worst clearance differential at the club um, with more than 50 attendances. Um, he's, he ranks poor for mid-pressure acts. And the last four full games, he averaged 30 disposals, 10 marks, and five intercepts possessions used in defense. Yep, so that's probably why I think he's, they're using him in defense because yeah. he's horrible <laughs> in the midfield. Uh, but I am a fan of you, Blakely. I have picked you up when you were on your heated run and then traded you for some unsuspecting fool. <laughs> <laughs> so I do that? appreciate you for that. I don't know whoever I could give it to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Wilson, um, he was actually ranked sixth in the AFL for meters gained per game. You mean Nathan, where's my ball, Wilson? <laughs> yes, I do mean that guy. Um, that's literally third uh, in general defenders behind Hibbert and Brody Smith. Um, but he's only rated average for disposals per yeah, game. Yeah, which was so our big, our big sort yeah, of cross on he's him. He's not but, an accumulator. But yeah. Ross Lyon actually came out saying, "Look, they wanted him, and they they feel like they're very stagnant. They they don't have that flair. So they're trying to change their game plan. They're yeah. trying to get some more It'll flair. It'll be interesting to see how he's used. Because well, they Ross, want they yeah. want him. They said this is our man to you know they want him to run. They want him to take it on, and they want him to use his elite disposal. So yeah. I think a lot of that ball is going to go through him because they're stagnant without him. Well, I mean, all Ross Lyon teams are stagnant, so I, I'd yep. be I, I don't but, know. I, again, I don't take much of that. Again, I wouldn't be putting him in my standard side, but for draft, he Unless could he have just some comes value. Out and absolutely kills it in JLT again. It's, Even then, I don't know. I, I just I don't trust Ross Lyon to do anything that I want. I want him to do in Supercoach. No, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I think we've said that as well on Twitter. Don't trust a man. Uh, so look, Brady Gray. You can put a big gray line through his name. Oh, I actually don't uh, don't know about that. I think Gray could be uh, possibly possible inclusions this year. Gray line, Chris. <laughs> okay. Uh, here, here's a funny one though. So Cam McCarthy, the prospector, says he needs to play for a team with better foot skills, perhaps the Giants. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I thought that was great. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> that was probably... What a good burn, right? Yeah, well, well good done. Good burn. Uh, all right, Tip Geelong. Cap to you, my sir. So for Geelong, here's a very contrasting couple of players here. So you've got one hand, Patrick Dangerfield has the 10th worst kick rating of currently listed players with 1,000 career kicks. That is like the most... I I don't know. I know we spoke about Ollie Wines. I think he's pretty much the worst, I believe, from 1,000 kicks. But what I don't... um, I can understand 1,000 kicks. I mean, he gets the pill a lot. He does kick a lot too. But, I mean, and a lot of his kicks are just like big hoofing kicks to the forward line. But 
Oh, he's really reeling. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my hooves. Hoofing. Look at my hooves. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah. It's, but if he cleans up his disposals, does that mean that he can even go further? Is that what that means? Like, I'm, I'm concerned about that stat. I don't like it. Look, <laughs> Mainly because I'm not being dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get to talk about Dangerfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. You're not qualified <laughs> or equipped to talk about him. It doesn't uh, matter what your name is. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Mitch Duncan, however, since 2011, has a kick rating of plus 4.9. So he has the sixth best kick of anyone listed that's played uh, with more than 1,000 kicks at the moment. So yeah, elite, inter- elite. Interestingly, um, the addition of Ablett, I don't think, has swayed Scott in the way that they're going to use Duncan. Um, so I think he'll still he still may have that average to tick up, which is quite good. Yep. Uh, this one you'll be interested in, Chris. I know some people have asked us who oh, we Smithy. what we think about Zach Smitty. Uh, as a solo ruck, he actually has the second best player rating points behind Paddy Ryder, which is insanely awesome because I think he's completely undervalued. He is undervalued, and the minute some people ask, like, "Oh, he could be a good option," then there's just people telling him yeah. online, and he's not yeah. a bad option. Like, he's not bad. I don't know why people don't like yeah, him. Like, yeah. Like that being said, I don't have him in my side, but. Yeah. Yeah, I won't discredit anyone that does because I could be wrong like I was wrong with Cruiser and I mean does that mean that do you know how he scores with someone else Uh, so like I think Reece Stanley will probably Reece Stanley well if if he plays forward though there's a rumour Reece Stanley might be playing forward mainly and not really so much ruck Um, yeah so I mean look keep an eye on that one but um, your mate Zach Tui old mate mate Zachy so he has a great balance between attack and defence he actually won 189 disposals more than his opponents funny thing about that is all of them were handballs (laughs) (laughs) that's not true that was a joke (laughs) I'm sorry if you didn't laugh about that Chris just likes to bitch about if you listened to the podcast you would have why won't he kick it I think that was what you were saying when we watched that game (laughs) pretty much Um, so, look, there was no pun for Geelong, which I was a bit upset with. I mean, they could have at least said, you know, scoot on over, your brother is better. <laughs> Scott Selwood, they should have. I don't know. How would you feel if you were the younger brother? Although he beat him in swimming that time, so good on you, Scott. Well, you won something. <laughs> <laughs> World, uh, all right. World's best cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, Gold Coast, they have the third easiest draw. Uh, interestingly, Michael Barlow spent 51% of his time in the midfield, so I don't know if he's actually going to get much. Like, yes. I know everyone's tipping him to go go in the midfield, and he's going to be great, and he's, yeah, he's averaged 117 before. Whoop-de-doo. My name's Michael Barlow. He averaged 84 <laughs> playing 51% time in there. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how much more time he's going to get. He'll yeah. rotate through midfield like he, will. he has, but he's not, I don't reckon you're going to see him 80% mid-time or that guy that plays 87% time on ground and then pinch hits forward. That's not going to be Barlow. I just don't think it's... It, he's too old. They've got yeah. Will Brody. They've got Scrimshaw. They've got Ainsworth. I think got, if, you, if you're picking him, have low expectations. I mean, you've got to set the bar low. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you use that yourself. Oh, fist bump. Oh, oh that was good. <laughs> Off the cuff. <laughs> All right, next one. Aaron Hall. I think maybe the AFL should contract you. <laughs> just to write <laughs> for the prospectus. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly maybe. Right. Look, yeah. I, I am available. I am free. Yeah, um, you can email us through SoundCloud if you want. Like, whatever. Look, so, <laughs> one thing I didn't realise is Aaron Hall's actually more of an outside man. Uh, plays a lot on the wing. I didn't realise that. So, he has uh, the third most disposals behind Hannah's and Gaff. Uh, but his contested possessions aren't great. He's more uncontested, which I didn't realise. He only has a 29, uh, 23.9% contested possession rate. Still not still not as high as uh, old classic Seagull, Lockie Hunter, though, right? Yes. <laughs> 
You will have your chance soon in a couple of podcasts, I believe. I think we may even highlight him for no other reason than just... Maybe to, it was Lockie Hunter, one-star bullying. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, you know, but uh, Aaron Hall, he was involved in 28% of the scoring chain. So, I mean, it looks like he does contribute. So, um, yeah, he does have room to grow. Yep. Next one, my man Stephen May, fantastic player. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up, Chris, because uh, I'm still still burnt. <laughs> Yeah, he's still he's still going on about it. You are so you the. It was man. not a fair bump, my grudge, friend. Grudge, grudge man three thousand. Um, he uh, he actually lost just sixteen of seventy two defensive one on ones. That's insane. So look, he is. I I I thought that he was a really good defender. That just proves that he is, yep. and it's got to mean well for his super coach. And I think he could definitely increase his output in super coach playing as a permanent centre half back or full back. Uh, which is pretty good. Yep, I think that that bodes well. Uh, here's a good one. So, uh, Sean Lemons. When fantasy give you gives you lemons, don't try and make lemonade. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't that good. I thought it was good. <laughs> Did you write that? No? <laughs> Although, here, okay, right, what about Tuke Miller, still the best Tuke in the game? <laughs> <laughs> the, the only Tuke. Yeah. I like that. No, that's punworthy. I respect that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, GWS, so uh, Jeremy Cameron. He won 36% disposals inside the uh, the 450. Um, getting further up the ground equals more disposals. Yep. So uh, in previous years, he was getting a lot more of his disposals inside the 450. So what this means is that he's getting up the ground more. So only 36% inside the 450. So that's why he that's, had more disposals this year. That's because of Patton, for sure. Because yep. Patton's more the stay-at-home. So I think that's forward. why his supercoach scores improved. He was getting yep. up the ground more. Interestingly, only marked 9% of one-on-ones, which... I thought he's a much better mark than that. I think he so. is. So I think there's still room to improve. Definitely. Uh, one thing to note as well, GWS do have the sixth hardest draw. Not bad um, for a team that came fourth. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, better, uh, better than Fremantle. Getting the... Uh, <laughs> Ross Lyon getting the rough love, end. loves to hate Fremantle. It's Ross fine. Lyon getting the rough end of the stick. <laughs> uh, okay, Josh Kelly. Uh, everyone knows he had such a great year, so we're not going to say how good he is inside and outside. I mean, even though I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Even though I just did. Uh, his pressure axe actually created 85 turnovers. Which uh, you, so not only does he do everything, he also is uh, a very good pressure player as yeah, well. Yeah, he's good at harassing. Number yeah. one in the home and away season. That's awesome. Um, so look, I know we, we did have some criticisms on Callan Ward, yep. particularly on the first half of his season last year, but he's played the sixth most games of any mid since 2012. He's durable. He yep. is durable, so more that, durable than I thought. That's great for a draft player then. Yeah, that's, yeah, and considering he does have a pretty big ceiling, that's great for draft. So he, and he has a kick, uh, kick rating of elite and he has the most disposals per turnover um, when you sort of look at you know those turnovers there. So most of the time he doesn't actually turn it over, and that's from the top 100 ball winners. That's awesome. That's that's great statistics there. And they don't have any puns for GWS because they're disappointing enough. <laughs> 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 they, they probably they use Cam McCarthy, and that's like, okay, we'll draw the line yeah, there. Yeah, they use Cam McCarthy. That's, that's all they've got. <laughs> we'll put him in Fremantle, and we'll just leave them alone. It really is hit and miss. You kind of look through some of these comments, and some of them they tell you what you know what you already know. But um, look, let's get into Hawthorne, the fourth hardest draw, which I find a bit uh, interesting. Uh, they've won enough premierships; no one cares. Yeah, fourth fourth <laughs> hardest draw. So they kind of, you know, it makes you wonder though, like why they have fourth hardest and Collingwood gets the easiest. Well, that's because Eddie's oh, but they're a Melbourne home. side, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't live Melbourne. They don't travel. Melbourne side. Um, <laughs> interestingly, uh, James Sicily. So I know. 
here's, here's one thing to understand quickly. Like, we recorded our podcast, like, a week ago for Hawthorne and stuff, so in between when we released it, a few things did change. Uh, a few things started the same. Actually, Frawley was coming back, and he just yep, hurt himself. And, and sh- uh, really? Yeah. Again? Yep, he did his um, groin. He's just hurt himself. How so many weeks? Re- I do don't know. Yeah, it's too early. It happened last night. So, so um, Sisley might be a viable option then. Well, not only that, it might mean that Gunston might actually go back again. <laughs> oh, no, don't do that to me. Don't. Just leave so, Gunston forward, please. Look, keep, keep an eye on it. Uh, but Sicily, so since uh, round 14 last year in defence, he equaled the second in the competition for intercept possessions and was ranked number one for intercept marks. So he won 26% of the defensive one-on-ones that he defended. So I nice. thought it was quite, quite a good stat. Not bad at all. Yeah. So intercept, that's a lot of get points. Get him back and keep Gunson forward and keep Intercept marks, happy. intercept possessions, that's a lot of points in Supercoach. So. Definitely. Uh, and that there wasn't too much on Hawthorne that we didn't already know. So, I mean, you're talking about McAvoy and all the rucks and stuff like that and Tom Mitchell being good, so that's fine. Uh, interestingly, they had Ty, Ma- uh, Ty Vickery. They're like, oh, he's retired, but that doesn't change my plans. <laughs> Even though he's out of the game, they still decide to give him a burn. <laughs> Just give it to him. <laughs> Just giving him a burn. Fair enough. Uh, he was the most useless player of all time, though. So. And this is one of the worst ones. Brendan Whitecross. More like Red Cross. <laughs> Because he's never been on the park, right? Chlorophyll, more like <laughs> borophyll. I mean, you got chlorophyll man over there. You don't know what's going on about. You're trying to make out with me. Go on with the borophyll. <laughs> uh, but that's it for Hawthorne. So, all right, now uh, Melbourne. Um, they actually have the seventh hardest draw. And last year, they uh, quarters lost by 30 points. They had eight, which is equal third. Third in most. The, in so the, Brisbane the and Gold Coast yeah. were the only ones that had more quarter is, losses by 30-plus points. It's crazy for a team that's mid-table. So yep. uh, they, if they can tighten that up and not have so many big beatings, um, perhaps they raise up the ladder. They need to just close but up the gap But considering they did so well, particularly with percentage, what that shows is that they're doing well and then they just have these lapses of yeah, judgment. Like Connor, and then all of a sudden, just, like, yeah. boom, yeah, five-plus goals just get kicked against them. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, crap, now we need to try and play some football again. Yeah. You know, like, get it together, Melbourne. You yeah. know, we're, I want you to do well this year. Um, Michael Hibbard, so uh, 424 effective metres gained per game, which is number one in the AFL, is the only player to go over 400 metres in that stat. So that's uh, pretty important. Um, outside of that, you got <laughs> Jordan Lewis. Jordy! Uh, we spoke a little bit about Jordy Lewis in our podcast. Um, 21% of disposals were in the defensive 50, so that actually should increase. Hopefully uh, he gets uh, more up the ground a little bit further. Uh, when he attended centre bounces, they lost the clearances 60% of the time. 60% <laughs> of the time, it loses every time. <laughs> That's uh, ranked 110th worst of the top um, 130 centre bounce attendees. Yep. Oh, wow. So when they That's put him, bad. Yeah, when they put him in there, it doesn't work out. No. Um, interestingly, Clayton Oliver, fewest metres uh, per disposal of any player to average at least 25 disposals in any um, uh, year since 2011. Yep. So, so his new nickname is Go Nowhere. Yeah. Clayton, but, Go Nowhere Oliver. Again, that means, that, in my opinion, that means he's got more scope because he can. He definitely can kick the ball more. Yeah, more, more metres gained, more points. He's getting his hands on the ball. Plus, I think he's actually... Right up there. I don't know where I saw it, but for loose ball gets, like he goes for it. He gets more loose ball gets than like anyone else, I believe, around that mark. Which Excellent. is that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. He goes for the ball. Um, because it's red. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um Petraka, it's a this is just yeah, everyone loves a, a good yeah. Petraka fact. So Petraka, they kind of they think he might be eased in kind of like a, a danger field was back in his early days. So in twenty sixteen he had seven percent 
centre bounce attendances, which has then gone up to 29% in 2017. So it's a good jump, easing him in. Um, and it looks like they're sort of going to let that rise in 2018. But how much? Who knows whether that impacts his scores a lot? Who knows? Well, I mean, the scary thing for me is that he actually averaged the same as he did this year as to last year. And he was in the centre bounce clearances, what, 22% more. So to me, that's a bit of a red flag. Um, but um, having said that, I don't think it's too much of an issue moving forward. I think if he gets more mid-time and mid-minutes... He's he will, running PBs, Chris. Don't I you know? know PBs know. mean super coach points. You don't, need a, you don't need to be running PBs to get a centre clearance, mate. I, <laughs> I could get a centre clearance without Jeez, running Goddard could get a centre clearance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, look, let's get into North Melbourne. There were no puns for Melbourne. There's no jokes in Melbourne, apparently. They're too busy being... <laughs> they run uh, out of them. Yeah, too much discipline for drinking on the night tea. out. Too much tea. <laughs> And wine. Uh, North Melbourne, the second easiest draw. Yep, and they, they probably deserve it, to be honest. But um, Well, they're four supporters, Chris. I think maybe that's why. They were <laughs> yeah. very upset. The fifth supporter was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Shin bone <our> spirit. <laughs> uh, very interestingly, Paul Ahern. Yes, so uh, in the NEFL, um had 30 disposals five times. Um, he averaged 23 disposals across the season with a disposal efficiency of 77%. 77%. That's, that's high for that's, a midfielder. That's crazy good. Yeah. And so he, he should be, I think he's locked I in. I think he's a lock for round one. Even already. North Melbourne have said on their website and videos that they're looking to get him in round one. So they, they want him in the mix. Um, and his delivery by foot is so good that they, they're looking to get that sort of person into their team. So I don't know good. who saw the intra-club game yesterday, but Lukey McDonald, you oh, know, Chris was already keen he's on, on him. on my radar. He's frothing. I'm frothing getting excited. <laughs> uh, look, from round 15 onwards, he won at least 20 disposals in every game and averaged 514 metres gained, which was eighth in the AFL. Yep. And in the intra-club, he was actually playing a lot of midfield. He was. He was pushing up and at, at centre clearances too, which is just insane. So Yeah, um, he's definitely, definitely one to watch. Breakout candidate fresh. Yep. So I'll be very, very interested to see how these used this year. Um, as we alluded to in uh, yesterday's podcast, um, well, actually, it'll be two days ago by the time you listen to this. Um, he averaged 91 points in the back end of the year. So uh, definitely someone I think he can average 90 to 95 this year. So yeah, definitely a lot of improvement, um, a lot of scope. Have a look. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Nathan Hrovat is a poor man's boomer, Harvey. That's just mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's possibly true, though. <laughs> yeah. You might be getting a letter from someone's lawyer soon, I think. <laughs> Mr. Hrovat not liking that. Uh, here's one I thought was very interesting. Scott D. Thompson, he finally gets to drop the D from his name. He'll be wrapped. <laughs> uh, I see. Now, I, I interpreted that completely different to how it's meant. Oh. <laughs> so they're obviously doing that because... Um, Scott, Thompson, Scott Thompson, yeah. Retired, but you think, yeah. Well, they put the D in there and you think, <laughs> don't, don't, right, don't even yeah. ask. Okay, <laughs> right. uh, okay, and the last one, Will Walker. So um, the prospector says, whoever does that anyway, um, Will Walker sounds like a musician's name. I look forward to listening to him play. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible as he's well. He's got no, no yeah. That, that, that so makes, basically he's not getting a that's game. That's a negative 10 for me. <laughs> All right, let's get into Port Adelaide. So thanks for sticking with, with us so far, guys. Interestingly, Port Adelaide have the fourth easiest draw, which is why I'm big on them. Yeah, they, um, I've, I've got them pegged for top four this year. And they have a quality list. So they, they're first in the AFL for general defenders, ruck, general forward, and key forward. They're also second for their mid forwards, and then they have the sixth best midfield according to champion data. And that screams talent. Yeah, um, 
and I think they've really addressed their list concerns back coming off the back of last year. So I'm I'm bo- I'm bullish on them this yeah, year. Yeah, oh, me too. I'm not yeah. even on the like I'm not even a big Port fan, but I think they'll do very no. well this year. I mean, I like watching them play. They've got a cool song at the start of their games. I mean, you know, what's yep. not to like? You know? What's not to like? <laughs> um, look, Robbie Gray. Um, he didn't play too much in the midfield throughout the year, but when it mattered. Um, which He's we'll get the into in the podcast. To, yeah, and, but he played 76% mid-time in that elimination final. Yep. Um, he wins uh, not much of his one-on-ones, so 20% of his one-on-ones, which is 46 out of the top 50 targets, mm-hmm. but he gets more clearances than most. So he's a clearance beast, and I think he will be back in that midfield. Um, and in the intra-club, we'll go through it in the Port uh, podcast, but in the intra-club, he was playing um, no, the same. midfield. Was he? Yep. Oh, right. There yep. you go. Well, uh, I, I do know he's looking at playing some AFLX. He only AFLX. played half of it. Right. Uh, and they've announced him to play uh, in AFLX. the AFLX. Yep. Which so is he is very big on my watch radar. Uh, Travis Boak only played 50... Uh, so he played 58% time in the forward line. Um, so I know usually if you're going to get a forward mid, you want someone that's playing more like a 65, 35, like a Heaney, mm-hmm. um, and not a guy that's playing 60% forward. So I think Boak is off my list of people that I'm interested in. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, unless he starts playing more midfield time, but that's a I've huge ratio. I Boak was a good player. He I was, was at one point, but he was a downhill skier. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, look, Jasper Pittard. Oh, everyone loves to hate Jasper Pittard. Well, you do, because you hate him when he tanked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, he has a good kick rating, rebounding from the defensive 50, like an elite kick. He's one of the best. But he also lost 44% of his defensive one-on-ones, which is the fourth worst out of the top one. I don't even know if... I've never even seen him have a one-on-one because he's usually like 10 metres off an opponent just trying to seagull in the back for a cheap little handball out. It's it's because he's on the bench, mate, (laughs) fixing up his hair clips. Yeah, exactly right. Just Um, combing it back, just combing it back. God, he's an idiot. Just just don't let it wave around, guys. (laughs) Just in case you're wanting Jasper, you don't need to give us a one-star rating either. So we mentioned it earlier... Um, <laughs> Ollie Wines has the lowest career kick rating amongst the 190 players that have 1,000 recorded kicks since 2011. Yep. So Ollie Wines, Mr. Thundersize, no wonder he's kicking horrible. Yeah, exactly right. He can't <laughs> he's balance kicking, himself. He's kicking with he a lets 50 one leg go and it's just like. Ugh. He's kicking with a 50 kilo lead foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's horrible. So that, anyway. that that that's really I, I, surprising to me. Yeah, but um, uh, it's a big no for me yes. then. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, all right, so no puns for that one, unfortunately. Uh, good. I'm very upset. I'm happy with the, the lack of puns. <laughs> um, okay, Richmond. So there's only a couple here really to note as far as stats go. Brendan Ellis I thought was very interesting. Uh, he had career-high contested possession rate of 30%, which mm-hmm. is the fifth most contested possessions for a general defender. So I think that gives him a little bit more credit to go with um, you know the high average he had in the back end. So people that are interested, I think that's probably a good sign. Uh, one man that you're very big on, you you're calling it. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll have a little bit more time to go over him in the uh, yes. Richmond podcast. But, but um, Kane Lambert, uh, he's actually the league's most improved in champion data last year. So say his name. Oh, Mr. Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are big on him. I will. I will go through. Here. I'll spend 20, 12 minutes talking about him if you let me. Yeah, you tease um, everyone on Twitter. <laughs> guess who I'm talking about? No, really. Guess. No, you hang up. No, you, no, you hang, hang up. up. Oh, why you hang up? Uh, um, okay, so Dean Prestia, Mr. Who thought Chris Chris thought would average 105 last year? I keep hey, liking to bring that up. In the back end, he averaged 110. Just, just, just and I had him in the no back end. Yeah. I said horrible. Oh, wow. Um, look. When, when your puns don't work, resort to sexual innuendo. <laughs> It'll get you everywhere. Um, all right, look. Since, let me recover, Chris. Okay. 
Since 2011, uh, Dion Prestia has a 35% accuracy in front of goal, which is the third worst from the top 250 players for shots taken. I'd love to know. Who, do you know who the, who the other two are? I would like to know. <laughs> oh, I would insane. like to know. Probably Lock, Travis Clark. Lockie Hunter, number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then they have uh, Oleg Markov. Apparently his kicking stats are horrible. Like he kicks it long, can't hit target. So prospectus, they said he should be known as No Leg Markov. <laughs> Actually, that's that's not bad. That's not bad. I'll, I'll give you it. see, they put an N Tick. in front of the O leg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I see what you did there. You put an N in front to make it two different words. And I think um, Jack Rewalt's best performance of the year. No, should I say worst performance of the year was Mr. Brightside. Yes. But I, I love that. That's, also, that was awesome. Also, that was I cool. Was I mean, if you win the that. premiership, you can do whatever the hell you like, <laughs> yeah, as far exactly as I'm concerned. Right. If you want to get up there and sing, then you go ahead and sing, my friends. <laughs> sing your heart Sing out. your heart out. <laughs> okay, St Kilda. They have the fifth hardest draw, yep. which I don't think is probably that great. And um, there's been a bit of um, uh, talk about this in the media. Jack Billings, um, he had a 42% set shot accuracy this year, and uh, he's been working on that over the offseason. Yep. And then when shooting from general play, it's 38%. So both are the worst ranked from the top which is 110. Crazy from someone like of, of Jack Billings' skill. Yeah, that's just... the worst from the top 110 goal kickers. Yep. Um, but we spoke about this just earlier. I mean, he has a, a kicking efficiency, so disposal efficiency rate of 70%. So it's not... It's, yeah, we'll get into that in the St Kilda podcast, but for some reason he sees white lines and unlike Benel, he just loses his mind. <laughs> oh, wow. This, this podcast has taken a turn for the worst. I do apologise. Yes. So, um, anyway. Luke Dunstan, uh, Luke Dunstan, sorry, uh, elite kick rating is actually second to Pendlebury, which is insane. So, impressive for a guy. I mean, he's, he's a tall guy too as well. I mean, yep. well... <laughs> They're so, both tall, but Cruiser, Cruiser he, can't do it. But Well, he's my breakout contender. So uh, Nathan Freeman, we'll get into this in the podcast as well, but uh, he actually has some good stats there, so we'll get into that in the podcast. But he had a lot of disposals. He had some good purple patches, and yep. he's uh, training the house down. So, um, yeah, look, so we'll get into uh, Mav Weller. They said not as hot as Lockie. That's true. Yep, I think that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's a fair a point. Consensus. Mav, don't get upset, mate. You've lost eight kilos. Just, you know, sit on your laurels. <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting one. Dalton Langlands. I can't look at this name again without seeing this. So he said, Dalton Langlands sounds like somewhere you'd take the kids on a day trip. <laughs> it does. It does. We're just going it sounds down like the road to the Dalton Langlands. sounds like they'd have like uh, picnic you know, picnic tables with an umbrella. Yeah, it's it seems right, like a classic right place. Next, right next to Safety Beach. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's get into Sydney. Uh, Isaac Heaney. Uh, we'll get into this as well. He played 65% midfield and 35% forward. So for those like myself thinking, hey, maybe he spends more time in the midfield, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, and uh, I'll get I'll get right into his stats a little bit later in the Sydney podcast, yep. but um, it's not that impressive, and uh, I don't think he's got real much scope for movement up, apart from natural improvement this year. Yeah, and I know yep. Kieran Jack, he had some good games last year. I know some people were kind of bullish on him at some point, but... Uh, his centre bounce in involvement actually went from forty six percent in two thousand and sixteen down to twenty seven, and that's insane considering that they they had a lot of like guys like Nick Newman playing in midfield, yep. and guys like Georgie Hewitt who are completely inexperienced, or Zach Jones, guys like Zach Jones. So I thought away. Zach Jones had a good year. I mean, I picked him up early and he it worked out well, and then I traded team. I traded him off actually. Yeah. It worked out really well. Uh, I like to trade. Uh, so look, but he spent fifty four percent of his time on the wing, twenty nine percent defence. Uh, here's the funny part, though. They won the clearance just 28% of the time that he was at the centre bounce, which is the worst of the top 200 centre bounce attendees. Yeah, so I wouldn't what say... What was he doing in the centre? 
I don't, don't know. Watching the ball go over his head by the looks of it. Probably about the same amount as Brendan Goddard. And on, <laughs> on, on top of this, his turnovers resulted in a score 52% of the time, which is the third worst. So he worst. has bad turnovers. When yeah. he turns them over, they're horrible, and they score against him 52% mm-hmm. of the time. So, uh, yep. And One to watch, Jake Lloydy. Um, so his side retained possession 79% of the time from his disposals, which is the second highest of the top 50 for metres gain. So... Uh, definitely one to watch and again I'll go through Jake Lloyd in the Sydney so watch out very much uh, he's uh, on my radar for sure Yep. and apparently uh, Jordan Foote needs to get his foot on the ball more often yeah cool that was not obvious at all good no, one AFL I actually got rid of Jordan Short from Richmond because I'm like yeah. Uh, yeah yeah we get it he's yep. short Yep, correct. <laughs> they should just put short with Barlow. They <laughs> <laughs> That's way better, yeah. Uh, all right, so West Coast have the third hardest draw, which is another reason why I think West Coast will slide yep. this year. I think just I've got younger. Them for this year. Yeah, I think younger. Oh, I don't know if they'll go that low. Uh, I, I do think so, but I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to. You're trying to justify I'm why I'm trying to justify why they shouldn't, yes. Uh, the only one to really note, they did have some stats, but not really that much noteworthy. I thought it was interesting that uh, Elliot Yo. Uh, he's top 20 in the AFL home and away for marks, intercept possessions, effective metres gained, intercept marks, and effective kicks. Uh, appara- Get on the yo tree. Yep, and um, apparently Brisbane have seen that and are still hurting. <laughs> so, well, maybe it's just one of their supporters. Maybe just one. Namely Ben. <laughs> well, look, I've, I've gotten over Doherty, okay? Just give me some time. I do have yo in my side at the moment, so we're making progress. <laughs> we're moving towards We resolution. are moving towards resolution. Yes, correct. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Western Bulldogs, last team. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Lockie Seagull Hunter. Yep. Uh, interestingly enough, the side, his side retains possession, just 33% of his kicks inside the forward 50, which is the worst percentage of the top 100 players for inside 50 I can kicks. tell you why. You put a little bit of pressure on Lockie Hunter, he falls like origami. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like... Well, he's a little fella, you know. Bit of a cold breeze <laughs> up his backside, he just falls over. He legit... Anytime anyone puts pressure on his kicks, it's a And they're all small kicks too. Like, what's he, what's he doing? 15 metres, no, can't do that. He's like, ha 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 ha, give me the chip. Don't roll the chip. Maybe Lucky Hunter. <laughs> you have the chip. Maybe Lucky Hunter's the one story. Yeah, bullying. That yeah. makes sense. Lucky Hunter. Online bullying. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lucky, if let's I just, feel Let's just listen to a little Supercoach podcast. That'll be nice. Just tune out. Forget the world. Forget AFL living. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lucky Hunter. Right? Maybe change your game up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I uh, love you, Lucky. Interestingly, okay, so here's a really good fact. For those, Jack McRae, I know there's a couple of you thinking, yeah, Jack McRae, P.O.D., you know, kind of like... Um, He's in my podcast. Dusty was last yep. year. Some people are relating him to a Dustin Mutton. I don't know why. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> more for he lost his DPP yeah, okay. and averaging around that same mark. They're like, oh, he can go 120. Um, but look, he only went up by 0.1 disposals per game, but he won more clearances, he laid more tackles, and he had more in score involvements. So that change in his points was actually from him developing his game. So if he can develop again... And get more ball. So if you can get more ball, great. Um, I'm just not confident that he'll, again, classic Bulldogs theory, will he retain that same role this year? If so, fantastic. He's got potential and scope to develop, but who knows what Luke Beveridge is going to do. And I think it's just definitely something to watch in the JLT. Yep. And the last horrible pun of the day. Well, not of the day. We're about to record some more puns, so you're welcome. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Jack Redpath. Uh, you're going down the wrong path if you're considering him. Yeah, no, nah, that's bad. <laughs> Why do we have to finish on that? That's like, we should have finished with Barlow. I know, they should have said Jack is nimble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Jack is not nimble. Jack is not quick. Actually, he's pretty quick there, Jack Redpath. Anyway. 
Yeah, if he's on the right path. Anyway, <laughs> look, thank you for staying with us. I know it's been a long one, 50-minute podcast. Ugh. I know. What else are we going to do with our lives? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have enjoyed it. For those that haven't bought the perspectives, at least, you know, you hopefully you've gained some information or some insight from that. Uh, or if you just sort of wanted something to do on the way to work or on your Sunday, I hope you have enjoyed our listening. Feel free to like or subscribe. Um, if you do hit that link, you can... Um, get notified as well when we do release some updates so you don't have to keep sort of logging in yep. and um, look if you have any questions Feedback, uh, anything coming anything up like that give us a call yep and stay tuned again like I said Monday to Saturday we're going to release the rest of our team podcasts so until next time enjoy cheers cheers guys we-